Hi, I'm Casey Mraz, and you're listening to the Lawyer Mastermind Podcast, where we help attorneys grow their law firms by interviewing experts who can fast track their success. Hi everyone, I'm Casey Mraz with the Lawyer Mastermind Podcast. Today I'm happy to be joined by Kay Van Way. Kay's the founder of Van Way Preppy and Williams based out of Dallas, Texas. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kay. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And you know, today we're going to be talking about a situation that a lot of that everybody's found themselves in now, which is adapting to the challenges of COVID and moving your law firm if you've had to make any changes. So if you don't mind just telling us start off by telling us a little bit about your firm and kind of what everything looked like um, before all of this went down. Well, we're a personal injury litigation firm based in Dallas, but we do work nationwide. And um, we employ about 18 people. I'm proud to say that, you know, knock on wood, uh, we've managed to hold pretty steady with that number and keep people employed. So I'm, I'm proud of that, but we're, we are very, very busy. We were busy before, we're busy during, I'm hopeful we'll be busy after the pandemic. And you know, my big joke lately is that I'm gonna need a vacation from the pandemic. Um, <laughs> you know, we're not sitting on the couch watching Netflix and eating bonbons around here. Got it, I love that. And that's really, you know, refreshing to hear because it seems like you know, people are in, in different scenarios. Did the court stay open where you are or did they adapt? Well, yes, they, for the most part, stayed open. Of course, uh, things slowed down a little bit. It wasn't as easy to get things done, but uh, the courts throughout Texas and in, in Dallas in particular have adjusted very easily. We, myself and my partners have had Zoom hearings. We've had virtual mediations. Um, wow. The only thing we can't do is a jury trial. And <clears throat> for our line of work, that is frustrating because the end point of any case for our clients is jury trial and holding the defendant's feet to the fire. So that's, that's been a little difficult. They don't, they don't know exactly in Dallas when we're going to return to that, but most people are hoping for maybe July or August with some modifications of perhaps even doing six person juries so that people can spread out a little bit. Okay. Got it. Well, that's good that they were able to adapt. I was talking to an attorney in Chicago and, you know, Cook County, they hadn't even um, switched to Zoom in any capacity and they were just staying shut. So um, <laughs> that's good to hear that uh, things are going a little bit better there in, in Dallas. As far as your office goes, um, was did you have to go remote or did you uh, were you able to stay in the office? What happened there? Technically, we could have remained open the entire time and required people to come to work because in Dallas, we were considered an essential business, but we didn't. And we, you know, we all had a little bit of time to prepare. We saw the tsunami coming. So you know, I'd say the week before we could tell everything was going to shut down, we literally sent people home with computers, with printers, 
Do you have plenty of printer paper? Do you have plenty of toner? So we prepared for everyone to work remotely. Um, and of course we're virtual anyway. Um, everything that we have is cloud-based. Everybody can access all of their files. Um, so really we've worked without a hitch in that respect. Just this past week, we started letting people return as they wanted to. We haven't required anyone to come work if they're not comfortable with it, but we've allowed people to come back and work. But, you know, people are fortunate, I feel, to work for us in the sense that most everyone has a confined office as it is. And so we're also, you know, doing all of the cleaning protocol, just the same as any other business would. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's good. So that, that sounds like that wasn't a big uh, challenge for you then going remote. Well, it wasn't. Um, we had to do some adjusting. Um, we had some clients that just wanted to come drop things off at the office or whatever. And we were like, well, that won't be necessary. You know? Uh, so, uh-huh. you know, there've been some adjustments, but you know, like I said, we've been able to take virtual depositions. We've done virtual mediations. We hold our team meetings. I'm on the phone, just like everybody else on phone and on zoom all day, every day. And we miss seeing one another, but, I feel that we were able to pivot pretty efficiently. We had a few employees who were not able to shift with us and that didn't work out so well Mm -hmm. because people have to be self-motivated. They have to be self-accountable if there's no one standing over them watching them. And we have a great team but there are one or two people that just couldn't couldn't get themselves there. Got it. Yeah, you know, people are the hardest part of any business, it seems, and sometimes the most unpredictable as well. Um, so I can definitely relate to that challenge. Now, as far as documents go and all the information that people needed on a daily basis, were you already on the cloud or was that any sort of uh, migration as well? We were already on the cloud. Our entire files are accessible by any, any one, any, or I shouldn't say by anyone, by any staff member, anywhere, anytime. Uh, so that was pretty easy. And, you know, like with experts, I'm old and, you know, so I've started in the day where we used to make the, the expert notebooks and pile them up in big boxes and ship them to the expert and all of that stuff. But we haven't missed a beat there with share file and things of that nature. That's awesome. And then you talked about, you know, maybe not everybody was a good fit for working remotely. Overall, um, did you, would you say that, uh, that most of the other employees responded well to that and uh, that they're still doing the same or amount of work that they would do in the office? Or? Yes, I will say it varies by circumstance. It varies by employee and it varies by circumstance. So I'll give you an example. We have a wonderful young associate who is such an asset to the firm and she wants to do everything that she can, but she has two toddlers at home and no Mm -hmm. daycare and she's a single mother. So she cannot be as productive as she would be if the kids were in daycare and she was in the office. 
but we understand that we make accommodations for that. Um, I think as an employer, the thing that I appreciate the most are the people who say, what else can I be doing? So by way of example, we have two people in the, uh, that comprise our intake department. One's a registered nurse and the other one is a certified medical tech. And they talk to all of the people who call on a daily basis inquiring about whether they have a case. So across the board, not just us, everybody's intakes have slowed down. So I asked, hey, would you be willing to cross train to learn how to order medical records or summarize medical records or do this, that, or the other? And I have so appreciated the attitude of those who have said, absolutely, what can I do? I'm in. Mm -hmm. That's what an employer wants to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, having that self-discipline while being able to work from home is also an important part of that. So it's great. It sounds like you have the right people in the right seats uh, in your organization there and that uh, that they were able to adapt as well. So that's really great. Um, we did. And then it's oh, sorry. I was just going to oh, say. Oh, no, go it, ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, no, no. I just was going to say, you know, what you said previously about employees we do have a great staff and it's been a painful process to get there. And once you get the right people and the right mix of people, you want to hold on to them. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I can relate to that. And, you know, good people are, are hard to find. And, um, you know, especially people that can adapt uh, as well and have that self-discipline and being, being able to kind of pivot, I guess, as needed. That sounds like that that has definitely been important. You mentioned that um, case intake, um, has changed. How has that changed? Has it changed a lot dramatically or subtly? Well, my observation is that the quantity of people calling is down. And it's surprising to me because oftentimes in, in our business, people don't call right away when something happens. There might be a long period of recovery and they're just you know, they're waiting for the dust to settle to say, you know, I wonder if I should call a lawyer about that. And it kind of surprised me because you would think that with people being home, they could finally get around to doing some of these things. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't really have an explanation for it. Um, maybe they think, you know, businesses like ours aren't open. Maybe they think that because of COVID that you know, it's no longer feasible to sue a healthcare provider. I don't have an explanation for it, but it's definitely down. Got it. And do you take just uh, serious injury cases or soft tissue? Well, what I call us is a full service personal injury law firm. So we take everything from a soft tissue car wreck case. We have a team that does those kind of cases all the way up to the, the biggest thing you can imagine, you know, I, I, I tell people with the team I have assembled and my law partners uh, as well, that I don't feel like there's anything we can't take on, uh, which might sound like a bold statement, but my law partner, Ellen Presby, has been national trial counsel on, you know, big pharmaceutical cases and things of that nature. So we truly run the gamut. We do a lot of catastrophic injury and wrongful death cases. 
medical malpractice is a major core of our business. And then we also do certain mass torts. Okay, got it. All right. And um, do you think that, I wonder if like people not being on the roads as much or issues like that would relate to, uh, you know, getting, I guess, maybe less inquiries. I'm not sure. What's your take on that? Well, I know that my friends and colleagues who run those types of law firms where they do a high volume of car wreck type cases, they're really suffering. Mm -hmm. Uh, For us, we tend to handle uh, more significant car wreck cases. And so we haven't seen a huge downturn in that. Uh, And we haven't seen a huge downturn in the mass tort cases. For some reason, and I don't know why, the volume of people who are calling about medical malpractice cases is down. Okay. Interesting. But you know, know, Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. You know, the thing about medical malpractice is any malpractice lawyer may review a hundred leads, a hundred inquiries and take one case. Anyway, The, the bar is so high and we, we screen a very large volume of those cases before we get to the cases that we can help people with. So, Okay. Do you think um, people are getting less treatment as well right now? Maybe afraid to, to go to hospitals? No doubt. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny because my, my boys are home and they were going to get on the ladder and clean the gutters. And I was like, you know what? Uh, this is what happens when you have a mom that's a personal injury lawyer. I cited <laughs> some statistic about, you know, the number of emergency room visits that occur every year because of people falling from ladders. And I was like, you know what? We're not going to clean the gutters because the last thing we need is somebody going to the emergency room from falling off a ladder. Um, oh. But yes, um, part of the situation is that a lot of medical malpractice cases arise from elective medical procedures. And certainly, you know, that's down. Okay. Wow. Yeah, no. And I mean, that makes sense. Um, and, and people might be being more cautious too to kind of avoid those situations. So I think that's an interesting uh, perspective as well. And then as far as the uh, firm operations go, um, you mentioned, obviously, your employees were working remotely. One thing I forgot to ask was, did you implement anything new that you hadn't done before, like Zoom or Slack for internal team communications, or maybe you already had something in place, or maybe that wasn't even a concern? Well, um, we really weren't using Zoom much internally before. And so that's really fun. We've actually even had a firm Zoom happy hour. Nice. That was, that was really fun. Um, but, you know, it's pretty amazing how much lawyers can do with a cell phone and a laptop. I mean, and having everything cloud-based. You yeah, know? no, definitely. No doubt. Okay. And is there any weaknesses or like point, things that you think that you would improve upon now in the situation that you're in, any uh, areas of opportunity maybe? Well, areas of opportunity, I don't know if this is what's, what you're asking me or not, but mindset is so critical because, you know, 
like other lawyers, I'm on all these listservs. And it's kind of like watching the news. You can get really depressed if you buy into the woe is me and chicken little, the sky is falling. Um, and, you know, something that I read many, many years ago is you're, you're kind of the sum of the three people you hang around with the most or the three people that are in your ear the most. And what I tell the staff all the time is the we are here to help people. We're not here to push files or have inventory. We are here to help people. Yes, do we need to pay the overhead? Yes, would we like to be profitable? Of course. But I've tried to keep everyone focused on that during this COVID crisis as well to say we, we may not be able to help everyone, but let's remember our mission, which is to help people. And rather than focusing on ourselves and woe is me, let's figure out how we can help people during this time. And we're actually doing some pretty creative cases. Uh, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll see how that works out, but we're trying to be a contributor to the good of society. And that may sound kind of, Pollyanna-ish or whatever, but I, that's what we're all about. And I get, it doesn't matter if you're a personal injury lawyer or a probate lawyer or a family lawyer. I think as a profession, if we think in those terms during this time, how can I be of service? How can I help that lawyers might find that there's new avenues of business they haven't even thought about before? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's really, that's an important business lesson in general. I think just helping people out and being there for them. People right now don't want to be inundated with like advertising, but, you know, if, if you're there for them and you're helping them in a time of need and that's, you know, your brand and what you're doing, you're going to resonate with them. They're going to be able to connect with you. And I mean, I think you're right about also that being another source of uh, new clients as well. Yeah, exactly lead with the, how can we help you? Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, I've talked to some law firms that do that. So I've, I've worked with law firms that don't do that. And maybe somebody calls in and they can't help them with their case and just kind of maybe try to shut that call off right away. Whereas others have taken the opposite approach and maybe gone out of their way to help them a little bit, even over the phone. And that's resulted in good reviews. Uh, and of course, good PR. So you can really see that in practice as well which is really interesting. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. So it, Kate, it sounds like that things have gone really well for you, which is really awesome. Well, we're hanging in there. I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy. I mean, I, I'm human and sometimes the monotony of getting up and getting out of your pajamas or your sweats every day and uh, putting on a happy face for the rest of the world. It's, it's challenging at times, but I found that keeping my health, myself, mentally and physically healthy allows me to be a better leader. And, you know, I've done some of the craziest things, um, such as every Tuesday and Thursday, we have a two-hour medical malpractice docket team meeting. We go over every case. We talk strategy or whatever. And I've got these, you know, noise-canceling headphones, and I put on my tennis shoes and walk during those calls. And so on, on docket review days, I get in six or seven miles walking 
and I'm not even thinking about the fact that I'm getting exercise because I'm focused, I'm concentrated, I'm engaged in conversations or whatever, but that's helped so much with my stress and my mindset and, you know, keeping a gratitude list and realizing that it's like being a parent, that your children are listening and watching. Well, your staff is listening and watching. And if they start seeing you crack, then they're going to lose confidence. So. Mm -hmm. No, that's, man, that's great. And I, you know, you do have to take care of yourself. And, you know, I think that's, that kind of leads into the last question I was going to ask you as well, which is what advice would you give to other, uh, you know, managing attorneys or law firm owners that are find themselves in this situation and are having a hard time to adapt? Well, so much. I mean, taking care of yourself is the number one thing. And it, it may not be the same thing for everyone. Um, but, you know, drinking a bottle of wine every night may feel good. Um, and I'm not judging because I love my wine too. But <laughs> whatever it is for you, be healthy. Take care of yourself, number one. Find ways to be grateful. The work that we do, we can always look at somebody else who has it a trillion times worse than us, right? And mm -hmm. to not panic and realize that this too shall pass and that even if some law firms need to make adjustments, they can make adjustments and they can come out of this stronger and better. My whole thing is I want to come out of this stronger and better. I want to come out of it leaner. Uh, there's opportunities to examine things and get leaner and get better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, I, uh, follow this horseman, his name's Pat Pirelli, and he's just got this good old common horse sense. And he says, good, better, best, never let it rest. Get your good, better, and your better, best. And I probably drive my staff crazy because this is what I live by. And I drive myself to always, every day, well, I did my best yesterday. Today, I'm going to try to do even better. And so in addition to running the business and taking care of our clients and all of the things that go into the day-to-day -day of a law firm, every day we're looking at things. How can we tweak this? How can we improve that? Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that's awesome advice. And, you know, I think that's really applicable for anybody to use. So I really appreciate you uh, sharing that. And also, I appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk with us today. It's been really insightful. You bet. Well, I appreciate you having me, and I hope that some of my rambling uh, musings are helpful to somebody who maybe is struggling a little bit right now. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to all be all right. We'll awesome. Well, <laughs> thanks for that encouraging, uh, that encouraging statement there, and, you know, I feel the same way, and, you know, hopefully it's uh, sooner rather than later, but, again, I'm glad that things are going, you know, decent for you, and I appreciate you taking the time today. I look forward to catching up again in the future. You bet. Thank you so much.